On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Lost? Lonely? Have I got a local contest winner for you. This week on the Story Song Podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. Each and every episode, we go over a story song and walk you through the story of that story song and go through all the weird details and, and the hidden stuff that you never thought about in this song that you love. Plus, we make up a whole bunch of stuff, but... Um, <laughs> This week, uh, we're talking about Pearls of Singer by Elkie Brooks. The classic. Uh, which is from February of 1977. Same year as Star Wars. I always like to call that Year of Star Wars. Sure. Yeah. It was like 1976, Year of Star Wars, 1978. So, you know. Well, I think this was the on the Star Wars soundtrack, yeah? <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, this yeah. was in the cantina. All right, so Michael, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about this song and kind of walk us through. It's my understanding. Yes. We got Pearl. <laughs> She's a singer. Take it from there. That's what I've heard. Well, I have to look into that. I'm okay. not entirely sure if she's a singer. Mm-hmm. I think Pearl's a singer. Okay. I wish someone would tell us over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a story about Pearl. She's a singer in a nightclub. She plays the piano and she sings songs for the lost and the lonely. Pearl's a singer. She stands up when she plays the piano. nice about the the name pearl you can safely say what year before that she was born because no one since 1943 has been named pearl (laughs) like if you if you there's a woman named pearl like you know probably the depression was going on when she was born i will say there's a chunk of time where there weren't people named pearl because now people name their children pearl ironically i think oh do they i think so i'm pretty sure adam mckay has a kid named pearl oh he does yeah okay but what i'm saying is there was a long expansion of time where no one was named no Pearl, Pearl. And yeah. except except somebody's grandma. Even if they were right. forty, they were a grandma. I mean, I think you know? I don't. Th- I, I I don't think it's fair to say they're naming their kids ironically because that that'd be no. real. That'd be real mean <laughs> to be like, oh, Daddy, why don't why do I have this name? It was it was super funny. We thought <laughs> real it was right. funny. But I will say that names, you know, they go out of favor, and then the next generation comes along, and then yeah, yeah, come back into favor, or they're like, oh, my great grandmother was named that, yeah. and then the yes. name. The name comes back, but yeah. It right. was the neighbor from 227. <laughs> Good. Good reference. That's true. Six, and six now yeah. I know, baby's but, born today. But yeah. was I was Pearl an older woman? Or was um, she was... Okay, I didn't know if she was like the older upstairs upstairs neighbor or she was... Yeah, no, was she was it? the older downstairs neighbor. Okay. The one enough. who hung out the window. Yeah. If your name is Pearl, you're either 90 or you're 10 or under. I yeah. think that's... Right. I think we can safely say that's that. That's valid. With the that's name valid. Pearl. Or a big 227 fan. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> 
Sure, who isn't? <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, wasn't the woman from Sesame Street on that? Yes, she was. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, think, I think I've derailed this enough. Michael, why don't you tell us what happens in this song? And Marla Gibbs from The Jeffersons. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. That was her... That was her show, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It was a real yeah. who's who. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a who's who of who cares. Okay. <laughs> a singer And they say that she once was a Up with Pearl, <laughs> she's a singer. Did I mention that? Yeah, she I is a singer. So. She works in this nightclub. She sings songs for the lost and the lonely. Mm-hmm. Turns out Pearl once won a contest. <gasps> Good for her, right? I guess the prize in the contest was to make a record. Yeah, I, I, that part's not clear. I mean, this seems like a probably like a fifties or sixties version of American Idol. Yeah, um, this was a thing where like you know you would have a local contest, like a radio would have a local contest. People would sing. She won the contest, and then either based off the strength of that, she got a record contract, yeah. or the prize was a record contract, and she cut a record. Yeah, and yeah, they played it on the radio. Congratulations, yeah, well, things are looking up for Pearl. That's how, great. How did how did she do? Well, it was the local radio. Okay, yeah. that's fine. You got to start somewhere. Yeah. yeah, and they played it. Oh, great. Yeah. Uh, for a week. Uh-huh. Okay. And then. Uh, Nothing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. I'm sure she's got a backup plan. The, she does have a backup plan. <laughs> yeah. She went back to the bar or back to the nightclub to sing. Uh, and she sits there and she dreams about things that she never got to do. She wanted to be Betty Grable. Okay. Who did She's it? Pearl. She's Pearl. Now- A singer. I want to say this. So, first of all, I want to, I want to start off with... And that's the whole story of it. That's the that's, whole story that's of That's pretty Pearl. much the story of... That's the story of Pearl. Pearl. Singer. So, she... First off, I want to say, they can't get her a chair. <laughs> she stands up when she plays the well, piano. Sta- for fun or for the fact that they're like, Pearl, when you get better... You can get a chair, but right now, no chair for we you. We don't. We don't have a big budget at this nightclub, <laughs> so we have like one chair. I mean, I think, I think, I think what they're saying is that she's like she gets super into it. Yeah. Like she's standing up, she's doing the, you know, she's doing a Jerry Lewis like thing. I, I think what is what what I like about this song is I think what's kind of underlying, it's not stated, is that when Pearl is on, mm-hmm. she's on. Yeah. yeah, she's she's giving the folks a show. I mean, this is some rundown piece of crap nightclub, but she she's doing it. If she's up there, she's doing her show. She's standing up. She's telling jokes. Yeah, like yeah. she's she's doing it, even though her heart might be breaking. You know, <laughs> she she's got she's got tears of a clown going. She's <laughs> so got sad. the smile pasted on she's... her face. So that's that's the thing, though. That's one of the things I love about this song. I mean, let's dissect the hell out of this because yeah. uh-huh. there's not a lot lyrically going on it's more about tonality the story. Of yeah it. i mean so well, uh, well oh go ahead, go ahead. no you okay. go <laughs> you, you, you go <laughs> first you. okay what i'm going anyway, to say <laughs> I hate, I hate both of you. Dan, you talked about her getting up there, really being into it. Yeah. You would not know that from the beginning of this song because no. it starts basically with an oompa-pa. Yeah. It's like, mm, da, 
Yeah. Which it's is which is another great thing that we'll get into, but yeah, it's super slow to yeah. start off with, and it's like pearls are saying do 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 She doesn't seem rock and rolly. It doesn't seem like if if I walked right. in and I heard that somebody start playing this song while they were standing up, I would think to myself, this person wants to leave as soon as possible. Yeah. Yet this song is so slow, it might never end. She This is her internal world. Yes. Yeah. Where she's just like, I never made it. I I wanted so much more, but this is mm. all I got. But I think lyrically they're saying like on the other side, what like on the exterior, she's kicking ass. Like she's she's mm-hmm. she's doing it like for the nightclub. And and here's what I want to say. Look, Pearl, I understand. You wanted more. Right. You you probably thought this this radio contest was your ticket to stardom. You wanted to be Betty Grable. I'm not sure who that is. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, I've heard the name. I feel like she was. Was she a, Betty Grable? Was like an actress, Michael right? Knows. I think you just. You, do, you, do you want me to tell you about Betty Grable? Well, what I'm saying is, I th- I think maybe you chose the wrong. Like, if you want to be a singer, like pick a singer to emulate. Right. Don't don't pick an actress. Well, but Betty Grable was a movie star. Okay. Largely the 30s and 40s. I think that was her era. Right. This woman's name is Pearl. <laughs> Obviously, she loves a star from the 30s and 40s. <laughs> yeah. Right. We already talked about this. <laughs> um, she was one of the top box office draws for 12 years straight. From 1939 wow. to 1940. <laughs> Spanning, <laughs> Spanning two, two decades. decades. She uh, was a singer, a dancer, and a pinup girl. Her famous pinup photo was considered by Life Magazine one of the hundred photos that changed the world. And she was the actress whose, I think it was a publicity stunt, but her legs were insured for a million dollars by her movie studio. Nice. Yeah. So she she was a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that that pinup, though, that's not the one... Uh, who was... No, that was Greta Garbo in... Or Rita Hayworth. Rita Hayworth, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. Never mind. So it's... Invalid doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Rachel, thank you for wasting everyone's time. (laughs) That's what I'm here for. My point is, okay, Mm -hmm. I know you wanted more. You thought the radio thing was going to be a ticket out here. Here's what I'm going to say, Pearl. The grass is always greener, okay? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people who would kill to have a steady gig and a nightclub. You know what I'm saying? Everyone's got unfulfilled dreams, okay? But also, like, try to... And I think to a certain degree she is... Like she's not she's not half assing it. She's going out there. Yeah. She's doing the best show she can. But I'm just saying, like, you know, enjoy it. Like you you get to perform for a living. Like this is mm-hmm. how you're you don't have to like, you know, you're not digging ditches, Pearl. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You're not I'm... you're not diving for pearls, Pearl. Pearl. <laughs> right? You're not in the story, the Pearl. Right. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's you a are, sad story. It's a sad story. story. Not a character in a Steinbeck novella. <laughs> Pearl. Be thankful uh, for that. Never ends well. But yeah, I mean, that's just, that's always my, you know, my my advice always is make the best of it, you know? there's Because there's a ton of, guess what? There's a ton of nightclubs. There's a ton of singers in nightclubs. Like, you know, you're not, this is not like, you're not the only person on earth who's who's stuck here, you know? Like I said, and there's a million people who would kill to be where you are. Yeah, you know, so. But what, what, I, I think that's that's part of the the thing in the story. I think when I first heard this, I was like, "This is a really sad story," and yeah. it might not be because I mean, yeah, there is the part where she said she wanted to be Betty Grable, but now she sits there at that beer stained table, and it's right. like it sets the scene like this. This place is terrible. 
Right. It's seen um, better days. Yeah. She's, she's Although at a, I will it's say. A, they call it a nightclub. It's probably like a divey kind of. With but a little I w- stage. What? With a little stage. Yeah. Yeah. But I will say this. If you have ever gone to any kind of a nightclub, mm-hmm. even a nice cl- nightclub, during the day when the lights are on, <laughs> they're always disgusting because yeah. it's a ton of people with like drinks and they're spilling them or whatever. Right. That's why nightclubs are dark. And have like, you know, soft lighting and all that stuff. Cause like, if you ever turned it on, like, or saw it with like the work lights on, it's rough. So, all I'm saying is, people who actually work there know that it's disgusting. Cause right. it's all an illusion, sure. you know? Like, so when you go there, you're having fun, you're drinking, you don't realize that actually, like, you're, you know, slopping around in like month old beer that's everywhere. Yeah. But I think to Michael's point, between the fact that she's just sitting at the beer stained table and yeah. also she's not singing songs to the fun and the gregarious. She sings songs for the lost and the lonely. Right. So I agree with Michael a bit where it's where it's a stretch to call it a nightclub. Okay. Because yeah. people who are go to nightclubs, like I think right. nightclub and like swingers bar, maybe like we're maybe we're getting to like some sort of middle ground, uh-huh. you know, here. We're not talking about something that's in the middle of Times Square. It's like, hey, let's go to the club. Right. I don't know. I, guys, I don't know what clubs are like. But, uh, <laughs> Times Square of the 40s. <laughs> right. you, mean. Right. you know, when you like go to a club and then you get on the trapeze. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Eat corn on the cob. I don't know what a club guys, is. Like, I don't, I've literally never been to a club. I don't understand. I have no I don't understand. I've never seen a movie about a club. I have absolutely no idea. So far, we've talked about Star, we've talked about Star Wars and The Simpsons in this episode, so clearly not going yeah. to clubs. But they she they make a point to say that she sings songs for the lost and the lonely. And right. she herself seems lost and lonely. Yeah. So yeah. she's so she, trying to make a connection. Yeah. Is she singing for the lost and the lonely in the audience or is she singing for herself the lost oh, and the lonely? Oh, Michael. Sing. I think both. Oh, yeah. Michael. So here I'll say this, right? So in Ghostbusters... <laughs> I actually didn't even realize that. We just said we make a bunch of nerdy references. But in Ghostbusters, right, we got the Keymaster and we got yeah. the Gatekeeper. Yeah. And we say, and they said, we got to get these two together, right? Right. Here's what I'm going to say. We got Pearl mm-hmm. over here sitting at our beer-stained table. Sure. Okay? And over here, we have the Piano Man. And we have oh. got to get these two together Those the microphone smells like a beer uh-huh. they put bread in my jar and say i mean this is literally the female piano man it's yeah. true it's right? true that said they can't play together because she plays the piano herself mm-hmm. and right. i feel like that would be like a weird competition no, they could thing. Dev- i mean they, dueling pianos yeah you do like in who framed roger rabbit yes yes another nerd reference sure let's just pile them on guys let's pile them up okay so i'll add this yeah so the tropicana in i love lucy where you know you see ricky ricardo rehearsing during the day and that club scenes delightful and very clean so, so I think your, your theory is well, wrong. Well, that's a TV show. It's also I mean, black I'll, and white. I'll also... I'll, oh, that's true. Everything looks better in black and white. Yeah. I'm also going to be... I mean, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I'm basing this on the fact that one time for a bachelor party for a friend of mine, we went to a strip club and I dropped my wallet. So I had to go back the next day to get it at like 1130 and all the lights <laughs> were on. Uh-huh. I'll never forget it. <laughs> it's it's sometimes some nights I wake up screaming and my wife has to hold me down. Um, but the buffet rough. was great. Oh, it was delicious. <laughs> great brunch specials. Uh, but he, Dan, yes. you know strip clubs and nightclubs are two different things, right? No. Okay. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know anything fine. about anything. Now's not the time to discuss it with you. I think. I'm. I'm <laughs> I'm like uh, I'm like a taxi driver when he when he takes Civil Shepherd to the porno movie and doesn't understand why she's upset. I actually think this is a more triumphant song 
than Piano Man. Because Piano Man, he hates it, right? And like, yeah. and also everyone in the bar, like we don't know anyone else about the in in the bar. I don't right, want right. to talk too much about Piano Man because it's not that song. But <laughs> you know, a real estate novelist, this guy. Yeah. You know, I could have been a movie star. Davy still in the Navy. He's still in the Navy, mm-hmm. and I feel like again. Well, I guess they do like yeah. him. They do like Piano Man, so they're doing great because they're coming just to see him. They come yeah. just to see him. Yeah, yeah. So actually, this is almost an exact analogy because yeah. Piano Man hates it, but he's doing a good show. Pearl is super sad behind the scenes, right. but she's doing. We don't a good know show. that she's sad. She does. She whether she's happy or not. I mean, she could be. She could love what she does, but she's. Oh, there's always right. that thing of. It could have been more. Yeah, I think if that were true, I mean, she might be semi happy, but I yeah. think the lyrics would be something like, "She did a radio contest and didn't make it, but whatever. She's here. She's having a great right. time. Like they're just talking about how." <laughs> She wanted to be Betty Grable. It doesn't bother her at all. And it they did, do, yeah. They do sort of paint the picture of her being, like, super sad. Like, even the way, the the, the kind of pauses in the song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a part where she says, and they say she once was a winner. In a contest. Right. Yes. Like, Ooh. in life. Ooh. This is going to be one of those songs where the more we analyze it, the more I like it. Because exactly. there's a couple of things that happen to to me right now is the mm-hmm. whole thing about the way that the structure of the lines is set up drove me insane when we first listened to it. Mm-hmm. The fact that it was slow and then it gets faster at the end drove me crazy because I was like, why isn't it faster the whole time? Right. And now dancing before like, oh, the, it's her inner thought. Like yep. this is her inner thought. And then the last the, the last stanza is her exterior. Yes. That's what I was going to yeah. say. I think that that oh, is like man. you're transitioning from her interior to what she's doing on the outside. Yes. So it's yeah. a super slow, sad that thing. Is... And then she turns into like the super jazzy. This is the song that I'm singing because I'm pretending to be super happy and I'm, I'm giving it all. I'm going to come up with a new theory. Okay. Is that this is that because this is like a 40s, 50s thing. I'm actually going to say this is a quote unquote nightclub, but it is a strip club. Because okay. that is what, and I this only comes from like episodes of Happy Days or whatever, but that <laughs> is what strip clubs were where they would have the guy come out and the comedian would come it's out. Burlesque. So it's You're burlesque. burlesque. It's burlesque. Okay, yeah. burlesque. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, they would the guy would come out and do the jokes. He would sing a couple songs. I was like, now let's bring out the girls. I'm going to I'm gonna say that that's actually probably what this is. Okay. Yeah, I it's, don't think it's, at least not the Copacabana. It's, right, not it's closer to that. It's not Birdland. It's closer to that. Yeah, yeah. I can't think of a, of a burlesque club name, but it's, it, what it is, is it's in Gypsy when they decide <laughs> to do the burlesque circuit because they're not doing anything on the vaudeville circuit. And it's right. like, well, you got to play somewhere. Yeah. That yeah. type of thing. Yeah. I think I, I'm going to say that's probably what this is. She's, But again, she's, if you're going to bump it, bump it with a trumpet. Exactly. She's giving it her all. There's guys with little fezzes on in the audience. <laughs> I, that's, in every scene of an old strip slash uh, burlesque club, there's always, you know, guys with shriners. fezzes on. I sure. don't shriners. I don't know why, but that is like a requirement for those scenes. And again, she's giving it her all. Yeah. She's just like, this is where she landed yeah. and she's giving them a show. So I want to, I want to like sort of flip your theory though. Okay. The beginning part is the exterior. What if that's what, because all it is is her and a piano. What yeah. if the, the end where it goes absolutely nuts and like you get the full orchestration what if that's what she's hearing i don't know if you could hear my gasp <laughs> michael you blew my mind 
that because yes what if that's what she's playing in her head so that it feels to her like she's still living that dream yeah of like this is what she wants it to be so this is what in her head is happening yep. while she plays oompa music <laughs> but why would you be playing a sad song and then she be sad songs say so much happy, well that's true tattoon <laughs> says so much um <laughs> <laughs> because she's you... singing for the lost and the lonely and it's it's just I her and a so. piano like yeah. so mm-hmm. the minimal orchestration is what's actually playing and then you... when you get the the, the I big... don't know, she's telling jokes I know though. I was going to say my favorite part of that theory is Michael her playing this really really sad thing <laughs> and then being and then being like knock knock <laughs> <laughs> All right but it's also she's not singing this actual song yeah. Right. It's it's the type of music okay. that she's playing. Okay. She's not okay. she's she's not walking out on stage being like, "Hey, I'm here to entertain you. Pearl's a singer. By the way, I'm Pearl. My life sucks." <laughs> yeah. You're That'd not going to get a big meta. audience for that. That'd be very meta. Yeah. But I think the the other thing is like much to your point, the that whatever her dreams were, whatever she wants to do, wherever she wants to be, if you look at the lyrics, it's it's the repetition which in the beginning, you could find annoying, mm-hmm. but like the more you think about it, Pearl's a singer. She stands up when she plays the piano in a nightclub. Yeah. Pearl's a singer. Yeah. Like she could be doing anything else, no matter what. She is a singer. Right. She's a singer. She is a professional singer. She so, won't give up on it no matter what. So, where, what, yeah. yeah, whatever her dream was, and her, whether it happened or not, she's a singer. And, and also, part time, she works at H&R Block during yeah. tax season. Because you got to make ends meet. I yeah. mean, you can make a killing though. Tax <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, they are desperate for people. Um, yeah, and I mean, her jobs, her jobs, entertaining folks. Yeah, that's it. That's that's, that's what and that's she is. like her. That is her job. She's not where she wants to be. She's not on the radio, local or otherwise. But she's a singer. Okay. Right. Good. Good for her. <laughs> I mean, the only other... I mean, not a lot of people... <laughs> well, I'm just saying, Pearl, a lot of people want to be Betty Grable. You know what I'm yeah. saying? A lot, like, you're not the only person. Like, I probably, like, more than half yeah. of people, like... But, you know, you got... You're on the ladder. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Not a lot of people don't even get that far. Right. Pearl's so a what singer. I'm saying is, Pearl, chill the F out, okay? <laughs> be happy. You got something. Calm God. down. <laughs> God, I just... I can't... Guys, I can't hang out with Pearl anymore. She is have... such a downer. Okay, look, I I love her, but I just I need a break from Pearl. I need a break from Pearl. All she complains about is she's not Betty Grable. I work in fast food, and like she's up there entertaining people. Yeah. I work in fast food. Yeah, like we all have our crosses to bear. Yeah. Pearl, yours is because you get to play the piano and make a living at it. Yeah, yeah. but you sing Please. a lot of that deep fryer. So well, you gotta. Everybody wants to be Betty Grable, even the fryer, even the French fryer. Yeah. So so the question we're kind of left with is. Yeah. Is this song like super sad or actually really like triumphant? Like she makes the best of her situation. Yeah, I because it does end on that big. Yeah, it begs on. Well, I mean, again, I think that's transitioning to what's actually happening on the external, like it's showing the show that she's putting on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't know. I think this comes. This is like going to go into like a philosophy thing where it's like she's sad on the inside, uh-huh. but she's happy on the outside. Like, what really matters, the internal or the external? I, I, I mean, I think it's. Uh, I, th- I think it's I think it's both, but I think it's largely a sad song. Yeah, I think it shows the futility of life and dreams. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, oh, so so triumphant is what I'm saying. It's triumphant. <laughs> let me it's, let me ask. She got over it. <laughs> yeah, let me ask you this, and this is this is a question that I just came up with, mm-hmm. but I think it's actually Ooh, really. Improv. I'm really. I think it's really profound. Yeah. All the lonely people. Where do they all come from? <laughs> yeah. Um, that's all the lonely people. Where do they all belong? 
And by the true. way, I just copyrighted that. Yeah, great. Um, that's true. No, but that's I mean, true. I think I, no. But seriously, that's like I mean, you know that's what? Another that's... another song that's that's along the same line of like you know everybody's right. people are, you, you don't see it, but people are sad on the inside. Yeah, but if know? Eleanor Rigby played the kazoo, maybe we could figure this all out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She could Let's maybe put her. a little bit of. We got know, a band. Play it's, limericks. It's Piano Man. It's yeah. Pearl, and we got Eleanor Rigby playing the tambourine, and yeah. we got we got you know we got three happy people. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, they just need to find each other yeah yeah i mean People. my final question is is pearl a singer <laughs> <laughs> did we ever land on that did we ever figure that out ever figure that out no uh, I, I i have a voicemail into her and she's she's not <laughs> it's because she's 90 and hanging out a window <laughs> <laughs> oh my god maybe it's that pearl <laughs> <laughs> oh man what a crazy episode of 227 that would have been man been oh great. man yeah <sighs> all right Oh, Pearl. Um, Pearl. Wherever you are, probably dead. I got to be honest with you. No, she's um, singing. I mean, if she was old in 1977. Uh, Don't say not. she's old. Well, but I mean, she had lived a life. She won a contest. You won a contest when you were 15. No, I know, but it, was, but it wasn't like it happened like a year ago. They were like, if they say, they say she won a contest, that means it happened like a long time ago. I guess. Right? It's just people in the audience whispering to each other. She, she won a you contest. She won a contest. Is that why you came here? <laughs> I came here to see the contest winner. <laughs> I, I heard that record on the local radio. Yeah. I heard it's good. Here's the thing. I don't like this new stuff she's doing. I kind of would rather just hear that old, that old record. Pearl, nobody wants to hear anything from your new record. <laughs> Play your greatest hits. Hit. Play your greatest hit. <laughs> Play your greatest hit. That song from the local radio. Play it. <laughs> anyway. All right. Mm-hmm. We all good with Pearl? I mean, I don't know. All but Pearl, I think. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, we haven't talked in a while, but... Yeah. Oh, you and Pearl? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, she's she's busy. She's at the she's nightclub every night. Yeah. yeah. What are you going to do? Um, all right. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, Michael's going to tell us the story behind the story. Um, so we're going to do that, and uh, <laughs> it's going to be great. I'm really excited. I'm looking forward to it. I've been really just thinking about it. thinking me... <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on Getting Real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make, and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well, I could make a run to the store, or I could make one of my new factor meals. (laughs) Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything Factor Meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor Meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code pantheon50 to get 50% off. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain again with something every podcast listener and music junkie needs to hear. As I'm sure you can guess, I listen to a lot of podcasts. 
I also listen to a lot of music, so having high-quality headphones and earbuds are absolutely critical to my day. Oh, and I have numerous pairs. In fact, I have a junk drawer of used devices that have bitten the dust, so I've tried them all. Recently, I was sent a pair of earbuds by Raycon, and the first thing I noticed was the cost. Uh, Looks like their products are about half the price of other premium brands. Okay, that's cool. And the reviews seem pretty stellar. Okay, checks that box. So I got my Raycon Everyday Earbuds, a nice packaging to open, and what I immediately noticed were the pack of ear tips for sizing. Uh, I'll tell you, I have small ear canals. Uh, I know, a flaw. So to see choices for the best fit, uh, especially while exercising, (laughs) oh yeah. And yes, they were immediately comfortable. Sound quality was great too. Plus I have three EQ options that I love because I like more bass in my music and less in the podcasts. Eight hours of playtime for the battery is great as well. Surround sound, noise canceling, and awareness mode all included. I think I'm in business and I just realized I've had them in all day. Like I said, super comfortable. Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Feeling antisocial? You can follow the Story Song Podcast on social media. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Story underscore Song, and on Instagram at Story Song Podcast. If you're still feeling antisocial after that, you should probably see a doctor before you hurt someone. All right, and we're back. It's time for Story Behind the Story. So, Michael, tell us the story of Pearl is the Singer. The song was, or this version of the song was recorded by Elkie Brooks. This is the most famous version, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, it was released on February 25th, 1977, and peaked at number eight on the UK single charts. That's pretty good. Can I ask a question? Yes. Is Elkie Brooks British? Yes. Okay. So good to know. <laughs> well, I'm just wondering if it's like some weird thing where it hid in Britain, but not in America, but this no, is, no, this is a British song. She's a British singer, yeah. Okay. So the song was written by, and I found this kind of interesting because it does feel like kind of a random song, Jerry Lieber, Mike Stoller, Ralph Dino, and John Sambello. Four people it took to write this thing. Yeah. Four people wrote it. That's a lot. Um, two of those people are pretty notable. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about Jerry Lieber and Mike Stoller. So Let's... the people who wrote Pearl's a Singer wrote or co-wrote some like the biggest songs in pop music history. They wrote Hound Dog... Jailhouse Rock and Don't, all recorded by Elvis Presley. I know all of those, but Don't. Is it like the Madonna song? Don't tell me. No. Yeah. Okay. No it's more. it's a ballad. It's like Don't you want me, baby? <laughs> that is it. That is it exactly. Don't you want me? Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> they also wrote There Goes My Baby and On Broadway, recorded by the Drifters. Mm-hmm. I Who Have Nothing and Stand by Me by Benny King. A lot of songs. Yakety Yak. Don't oh, talk back. Yeah. Love the... Potion number nine. Oh. Oh, man. Future episode. And, and Pearl's a singer. And Pearl a singer. <laughs> and in a weird kind of addition to their catalog, they have songwriting credit on Michael McDonald's I Keep Forgetting because it closely resembles a song that they wrote called I Keep Forgetting. Uh-huh. So they have songwriter credit on the Michael McDonald song. Uh-huh. The Michael McDonald song was sampled on Regulate. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. 
another song done. that we've done. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Lieber and Stoller have <laughs> songwriting credit on Regulate. Yeah, sure. That's, that's incredible. <laughs> that's amazing. Which makes total sense. Regulators! Jerry Lieber, unfortunately, passed away in 2011 at the age of 78. Mike Stoller is still alive. They've been active since, I guess, since the 50s, 60s. Uh, In 1964, they founded Redbird Records with their partner, George Goldner. It was considered to be like a girl group label. Most of their charting singles were by girl groups. But just to show you the level of success that these guys had, the first single that their record label released was Chapel of Love by the Dixie Cups. And also released another song that we've covered, Leader of the Pack by the Shangri-Las. This is incredible. These guys are legit and also Pearl's a singer. And also Pearl's a singer. Well, I mean, you know, not every song they were ever going to write was going to be like a classic that we would know for generations. And listen, Pearl's a singer hit number eight in the UK, which is nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They just didn't cross the pond, whatever it is. No. But, you know, it was played on the local radio. (laughs) In in this case. For about a week. I'm saying local being the island of of Britain. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was not played here. I think we've, we've talked about this often, but this goes back to like the old way mm-hmm. that the music industry worked where there was like the Brill building. Yeah. Where there was like 50 songwriters and they would just right. write songs yeah. that were then like shopped around to like whoever whoever wants this. Like is everything that's old is new again. Like this still happens right. where something like 70% of the songs that are like in the top 10 or on the radio are all written by like three guys in Sweden because there are just these people who are just like geniuses, like these pop, right. like who just like know like how to do it. But what, ha- what was a little different now is I think they normally like specifically write songs for like pink is like, I'm going to put out a new album. Right. And she's like, write me six songs. And they do this. Like this was a little different where again, they would just, people would just write songs. They were just yeah. songwriters. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were not performers. In right. Any way. Yeah. They would just write songs. Carol. And then again, be like, mm-hmm. Right, and just like would go and be like, "Hey, I have a portfolio of fifty songs. Does anyone want to record these?" Right. And, you know, again, I imagine like somewhere in the Brill Building, just a bunch of guys with like pianos being like, "What do you, what do you think of this, Joe? <laughs> what do you think about this one? Uh, you know, whatever." Which is like and weird to think about. Such it was with Lieber and Stoller. Yeah, yeah. They were inducted into the Songwriter Hall of Fame in 1985 and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in I 1987. Would hope so. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you think that was like dumb? You think it was controversial? Oh, jeez, I don't know. You wrote like 150 popular songs. I guess you can get in. Third ballot. What yeah. is <laughs> What is this jailhouse rock? I've never heard of that. <laughs> Don't know what you're talking about. So the song was originally recorded in 1974 by the co-writers, Ralph Dino and John Cimbello. Okay. Wait, they recorded it? They recorded it on their All own right, album. So I, I can they already had s- like a duo. I can already see uh-huh. what's happening. Dino and Cimbello, they're doing a thing, and then they write a song, and the record company's like, yeah, let's bring in a couple of ringers. <laughs> yeah. And they're going to help you. So like, you know, when John had a couple of couple of ideas and then the the Lieber and Solar came in like actually wrote a real song, but they still had to give them credit cuz they like, you know. Well, Lieber and Solar were the producers on their, song. their album. They were like, "Hey, what if we had a song about a singer?" And they're like, "Yeah, we'll take it from here." Yeah, right. right. And then they had to like, they still had to give them credit cuz like they were technically involved, but I'm sure like they did most of the heavy living. Was it was, What part yeah. of the song did you write? Well, I I was the one who said that she should be at a piano. Yeah. So There's I mean, actually I, an old Granted, I, it was a har- I said a harpsichord at first, but I mean, it was my general idea. It There's, was an instrument. She played an <laughs> instrument. That was my thing. Yeah. There's actually an old like music industry joke/thing slash thing that they would do. 
which was called change a word, get a third. So like the producer would like make minor changes in those songs. Like, well, I was involved. So now I'm one of the songwriters and therefore I get a third of all the profits. If you were in, you would like try to get involved in the songwriting so that you would get a piece of it. Yeah. And then, because that's just like constant checks coming in. (laughs) Money, money, money. Yeah. The royalties on Pearls of Singer must be. Oh my God. (laughs) Huge. In the tens of dollars <laughs> well you get paid in sad bucks that's not, they don't spell they don't spend as well but this version was recorded in 1976 mm-hmm. was released february of 1977 as i said also produced by lieber and stoller this recording they were producing for elkie brooks and they brought her this song and I, I don't know if it like didn't feel right they wanted to make it more from i guess a female singer's perspective uh-huh. so they rewrote part of it they added the bridge I, I think that's the betty grable part right yeah by the time she released the song it was 13 years into her recording career she was established yeah, I, her first single uh, was released in 1964, and it was a cover of an Etta James song. That was her first single to debut on the UK singles chart, but this one was her highest charting single. About 10 years later, she had another song that reached number five called No More the Fool. That was her biggest chart success. The single was released on her birthday. Aww. Right? And it was it was released a day before my brother was born. There you go. My brother also stands at pianos, <laughs> just because he doesn't know how to play them, though. Yeah. I mean, mostly because he's resting drinks on them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She has, Elkie Brooks has been called the British Queen of Blues um, from the 60s through. Uh, can I, I just, can I say something? Sure. No, I don't want to be mean. Mm-hmm. The Queen of, the Queen of Blues. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. The British Queen of Blues. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This guy, you know, he's the best reggae singer in Finland. You know what I right. mean? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. it's yeah. not, like, I'm sure he's still great, mm-hmm. but you're, right. you're just, you're kind of, like, if she was, like, the blues queen of, like, the Delta, like, the Mississippi Delta, <laughs> oh, sure, now <laughs> I'm interested. Big. Now you got it, but, you know, that's all I'm saying. Well, she hit, <laughs> and she, I mean, she, she her highest uh, charting yeah. single was at number five. Right. So she's the British queen of blues because you can't get past number five, (laughs) you know? There's a ceiling there. Yeah, there's a ceiling there. From the 60s through the mid-70s, she uh, was singing with bands throughout the UK and the US. She went solo in 1974, still recording, still appearing on television. And as of 2012, this record's since been uh, matched, uh, she was the solo female artist with the most albums to reach the top 75 in British album charts. All right. So, whoa, good. Elkie's a singer. Yeah, is what I'm saying. (laughs) Elkie's a singer. She's doing it. Um, The song itself has been covered uh, by other artists. The most notable cover, uh, I think, was by Bernadette Peters Mm -hmm. on her 1980 debut album. slower i don't think it has the big it's slower it's slower <laughs> than this song that is... it's a little more ballady i think you have it on the wrong uh, <laughs> rpms there because i can't get slower it was featured in the broadway musical smoky joe's cafe mm-hmm. yeah which is um a review of lieber and stoller's work mm. and yes. the version yes. in the show kind of closely resembles the elkie brooks version is there a character gotcha. named pearl you know i don't i don't okay maybe I was just curious. I don't know. I know nothing. Yeah. Where they had to be like, 
Okay, this is, uh, I'd like to introduce our characters from the show. This is Hound Dog. Yeah. Uh, this is Pearl. This is, I don't know, what. this is Chapel of Love. <laughs> like every and, whole uh, thing takes and, place in a Joe house. And the twins, Yakety and Yak. <laughs> <laughs> they don't talk back. Just so you know. The rest of them, I keep forgetting. <laughs> Boom. Uh, is that all there is? Also, yeah. here's Nate Dog for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. He slipped in there. <laughs> anyway, welcome. He to, stands I'm, by them. I'm Smokey Joe. <laughs> welcome to my cafe. You know, a lot of crazy characters come in here. <laughs> Most of them lost and lonely. As, as the guy's putting on like a hat. In fact, I remember a certain postman glasses on. He's like, I'm, how long is this going to go? Can I sneak out of here? Smokey Joe's okay. cafe. That's I, a, I, a Broadway show. I remember seeing commercials for you on local yep. New York television. <laughs> yes. That's all I know That's about you. All I know. Lieber and Stoller. That's yeah. all I need to know. You did mm-hmm. it. All right. So uh, we're going to take another quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about what we learned from this song with Lessons Learned. American Criminal is a new true crime podcast from the studio behind American Scandal and American History Tellers. Every week, you'll fall deeper into the riveting stories of the country's most clever, craven, and cruel criminals. Fraud theft, murder, and worse. Whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the whole story until now. The debut season tackles one of the most sensational cases of the 20th century, the Menendez murders. In 1989, young Lyle and Eric Menendez brutally shot their own parents. Prosecutors and the press said it was a multi-million dollar inheritance that led two greedy rich kids to murder. But the picture-perfect facade this Hollywood family built hid troubling abuse. Could these teenagers have been driven to kill? Or was it even in self-defense? Listen now. Go to AmericanCriminal.com or search for and follow American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. We want to be friends with you. So like us on Facebook for all kinds of fun story song stuff. You and the Story Song Podcast. It's the start of a beautiful friendship. All right, and we're back, so it's time to talk about what we learned from this song with Lessons Learned. So uh, let's start with Rachel. Rachel, what did you learn from this song? I learned that when you play the piano, yeah, stand up. You don't need a chair. No. You know what I heard? Sitting is the new smoking. You oh. got to stand up more. <laughs> I heard that's the, the guy from Apple. What's his name? He said... Sitting is the new cancer. Yeah. And I was just like, we, we have the old cancer, first of all. Yeah, like, first that's, of all. That's still, that's still pretty bad. The, also, can, the old cancer is still Steve Jobs, remember? causing a lot of trouble. Yeah, well, yeah. It's also, yeah, yeah. A little but, and, but the but. weird thing is he said he was like, take a note from Pearl. Yeah. And then he played the whole song. <laughs> He's like, listen, and, this is going to sound weird, but stick with me. Yeah. And everybody's like, is there a new iPhone or not? <laughs> the weird He's thing is when he played track. the song, he played it himself yeah. on the piano, and he was sitting down. Yeah, what the heck? What the heck? He was like, listen, guys, I, this is going to be weird. We're not releasing an iPhone or iPad or anything. Apple is producing Smokey Joe's Cafe. And <laughs> we think it's going to be big for us. We're really excited. At a local dinner theater. <laughs> uh, it's a new direction yeah. for us. <laughs> uh, all right, Michael. It's called I, Smokey Joe. <laughs> what do you got? Uh, the lesson I learned is that if you ever have a hit record on the local radio, mm-hmm. and then you're doing a show for The Lost and the Lonely. Sure. That show should open and close right. with that hit record. Oh, I, totally. 
I throw in like if you're gonna throw in new stuff, do that in the middle, but right. make sure you open and close. That's what the people are there to hear. Yes, yeah. yeah. You want the contest winning song. Yeah, yeah. There's gonna be a lot of people coming and be like, "Hey, play that song I heard one time when I was painting my kitchen, and I had the radio <laughs> on for six hours." <laughs> play that, play that random song that yeah. I heard one time <laughs> seven years ago. Oh man, play it. Okay, they are um, lost and lonely, so they've got nothing. But well, that that time. leads me directly into what I was going to say. Yeah, which go is ahead, that, Daniel. You know what I learned is: look, when you are you're doing something new, mm-hmm. you know you're, you're trying to make it. You got to pick your audience. Not a lot of money in Lost and Lonely. Pick no. like sp- guys on spring break. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. pick like bachelorette party. Maybe yeah. like th- yeah. those are big ones. Lost and Lonely, they just you don't get you know, they don't spend the the dough. You know what yeah. I mean? They're they're real cheapskates. They're just like I'm so sad. I'm lonely. You know. I, I don't know why that nightclub owner opened up specifically yeah. for lost and only lonely. for lost and lonely people. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's super weird. It's a real niche market. You broaden your demographic. Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, you going on to the, the local nightclub? Oh, Depressos. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I was gonna go over to the fun one, oh, but uh, no. You know. I hear tonight's razor blade night with Depressos. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so that is it. Mm-hmm. Um, that was Pearls of Singer. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we'll be back next episode with another great story song. So uh, until then, I'm Dan Macri. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. Thank you guys for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Night Theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. You can follow him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Find them at purple-planet.com. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. For even more great stuff from the Story Song Podcast, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at story underscore song, and on Instagram at Story Song Podcast. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back next time with another great story song. Thanks for listening. achieve the American dream. The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shop? Would they shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom and dad. My mom and my dad. From Airship the studio behind American Scandal comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who kill their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story. 
until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, the Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.